for tuning in to Mystic Witch. I'm your host, Blue. You can find out more about me at bluejunetarot.com. Mystic Witch is a podcast about magic, divination, and all things supernatural. It feels so good to hear that intro again. I have missed you so, so much. Uh, Bet you're happy to hear it too. Um, You know, I have a lot of stuff I want to talk about today. I'm trying to launch this right at the full moon. Since it's a relaunch, I want to kind of like be like a, hey, hey, moon, hey there. Can you help us help us uh, help us not offend anyone by from being gone for so long? Okay, so it has been almost a full year since I've hit the airwaves with the podcast, but I have a lot of very good reasons. I'm happy to explain myself. Um, for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, my name is Blue. I am a tarot reader, a teacher, and a witch. And uh, this podcast is meant to promote practitioners of many different paths and practices, uh, promote their work, and uh, interview them in such a way that we can all learn from their abilities and what they have to offer and you know, maybe even enhance our own practices, which is always true. Um, so... Yeah, we don't have a guest today. I'm just kind of reintroducing myself and talking about the full moon, which is now today, and um, and a few other things. We'll we'll get we'll get to that. So I wanted to explain um, why I've been off the air for so long. It's been a long time. Um, so I moved across country in June. Actually, it was right at the end of May when I left. It was the weekend that protests began in New York City was the weekend that I left. And uh, I had to come back um, for family stuff, um, but also it just wasn't uh, very easy to socially distance in New York City. And at the time that I left, there just wasn't enough information available to everybody for everyone to really understand how serious it was. Even after, like, we had been in quarantine, but people still were not properly masking, um, you know, and it was just a little scary for me. Um, <laughs> I would I lived in New York City for 15 years. I lived there through economic crises, through many different career changes, until I found this practice, tarot, which is what I do full-time. Um and nothing scared me away until COVID happened. And then I was like, bye. I couldn't get out of there fast enough. Sorry. Sorry, New York City. I love you so much. Um, I do plan on coming back at some point. And it's been beautiful living in Florida. Like finishing out the summer here was incredible. Um, I have a cute little bungalow that I'm obsessed with. And, you know, I just have a much more sustainable life now that I'm not broke from rent constantly and you know I'm just very happy to be here and I've been able to do a lot of healing myself um you know and then of course like other things have come up along the way I was settled probably by August and started thinking about coming back on the air but to be honest I was just I'm gonna be fully candid with all of you I am so sick of white people talking (laughs) 
it's just, I, I didn't even want to hear the sound of my own voice. And so I wanted to make space for voices of color and just shut the fuck up for a while. And, um, you know, I've just been itching, though, to get back on the airwaves. So for now, we're only going to be having practitioners, um, you know, voices of color only for the foreseeable future um, until there's some major changes in the world in this country and in this industry, I'm I'm just not interested in anything else. That's what I'm doing with my show. Sorry, if you don't like it, die mad. You know, unfortunately, when we did leave, uh, we had to leave our co-host, the J train behind. (laughs) So no more interruptions. Um, The interruptions we're going to experience now are probably going to be like my cat meowing lawnmowers in the neighbor's yard, you know, kind of suburban stuff, which I love. I'm so excited about that. Yeah, but so I'm going to be using this platform to amplify voice, amplify voices of color exclusively for the time being. I'm not looking for cookies. Um, you know, if you don't just, just see why that's necessary right now, open your eyes. Your eyes are closed. You're not paying attention. Um, it's absolutely necessary. So, you know, that's always been the intention since day one with this pod. But, uh, for now I'm really being an exclusive bitch. Uh, you know, I'm always looking for new practitioners to interview. Um, you know, if you go back, I have 42, 43 episodes to explore. So go back and look like I don't discriminate based on popularity. And yes, I have interviewed some huge names, like really big names have been on the show, but I don't care about that only. You know, that's great. Once in a while, that's fantastic for everybody. But, um, you know, I've had like two of my biggest idols. Uh, We've had Judica Illis, uh, author of Encyclopedia of 5,000 Spells. Um, She does all the big, big magic books, all the big, big spell books. Um, she's one of my heroes, and uh, we also had La Milo Duquette. He is, the way I like to describe him to people who may not even know anything about his writing or his practice or path or anything, he basically takes what we don't understand about Aleister Crowley's work and translates it so that we can understand it. Some of us are not poetic bitches, and he was very much a poet, and I get lost in his words, and I'm like, wait, what did that mean? (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, basically, Lamalu, that's one of his main functions. I shouldn't say that because he does so many things. He talks about Enochian language. He, I mean, he's definitely teaching on the Kabbalah all the time, but in his own way. And he also has, like, this whole other series of things that he does with like Babylon and he's a musician, which is one of the reasons why I love him so much. He's been in folk bands um, since he was like, you know, young, younger than me. And (laughs) um, he is just the coolest. And he's also hilarious. If you go back to his episode, um, he's talking about how laughter is like being close to God. And then his phone rings and he goes, that must be God on the phone right now. Like just very like clever, quick, quippy, Um, What a fun guest to have. Anyway, we've had big names. I don't care about just that. Like, I'm willing to talk to anybody, especially if, you know, something that hasn't been said yet, 
Like, that's what we're always looking for. That's the content. That is it. Um, you know, I want to know about it. And, you know, if you're doing something revolutionary or you know of someone doing something revolutionary, I want to know about it. And you can email me at mysticwitchpodcast at gmail.com and just recommend somebody. Like, let's get them promoted. Let's sell their stuff. Let's talk about their cool practice and let them teach us. We're here to learn. Like, we are here to learn. And if you're not excited about that, in like in the occult studies, you're in the wrong place. And I'll tell you what, like, you should never think that you can't learn something from someone. I learn more from my students than I ever learn from my teachers. So keep that in mind. You know, it is, it is important right now to me, only people of color for the foreseeable future, just to be clear, you know, um, you know, if you're not telling me about this person, that's selfish and rude. And I don't like that. <laughs> so I, I don't care if you don't like it. Die mad. Like for real. Like I don't care. You can you can be mad all day. Like all day, all night. I'll walk right into your coffin. I don't care. So we did need that extended break, you know. Um I really honestly personally needed to listen and observe for a long while. You know, Aries mouths always running, they never shut up. And then you add this Gemini moon and Leo rising, and it's like, Jesus, girl, shut the fuck up. You know, I needed to listen for a while, and I'm still listening, still in that mode. You know, there's there's big shifts that are happening. I'm trying to learn where to put my energy. Uh, you know, I fucked around for a long time, and now I'm finding out. <laughs> uh, I didn't really. I, I just... I didn't know I was making mistakes, and I was. I still am. So we're just, you know, we're getting it together, folks. We're going to get it together. And uh, I got to say, I've been looking at treadmills for the last few weeks so I can get more cardio in this sentient lifestyle. And, yes, I'm in Florida, so true, I could go out and run or walk on the asphalt. But I know myself. I don't like to work out in public. I don't. I know I'll do it in my home. I had an elliptical the whole time I lived in Brooklyn. 15 years I had an elliptical. And yes, there were plenty of times where that shit became a coat rack. I was just like, okay, just hang your coat over there. And it would stay there, you know, like, but absolutely got me back into shape many, many times. But, you know, and then I was in this car accident Back in, what was it, 2014, I was working on a horror film because I used to do wardrobe before I did tarot. And I was working on hashtag horror, which is like this really bad, really fucking bad. I'm just going to be loud about it. I'm not going to say it under my breath. It's a terrible film, uh, but it has amazing like heavy hitters like uh, Natasha Leone is in it. And uh, of course, Chloe Savanes is in it, too, because... They do everything together. I think they even live together for like a long ass time. Anyway, that was cool. Um, I got to hang out with Natasha one day on set and she just is, she's got something so special. She just tells hilarious stories. Like it's, it's, she's special. I love her. And uh, yeah. So anyway, got into this car accident on that set. And it was one of those, um, you know, like the 15 pass, I think. It was a big-ass van. 
And they were doing, like, really short turnarounds. The PA was exhausted. He had, like, popped caffeine pills and was drinking coffee. But he still fell asleep at the wheel and uh, hit a pole. This is upstate New York where we were shooting. We left from the city and that, that morning, like, still dark, like, probably 4, 4.30 a.m. And um, he hit a pole, thank goodness, because the other side of that pole was, like, a straight-down cliff. Angels, I got angels watching over me for sure. Um, but we were all asleep in the car, including the driver, apparently. <laughs> and uh, my knees slammed into the the row of seats in front of me, and were like permanently damaged. I couldn't even walk to get out of the car, and they they were seeing smoke, and they were like, "Blue, you have to get out of the car." And I'm trying, I can't. <laughs> My knees just weren't working. Um, I forget what it was. I didn't tear an ACL or anything like that. But I, I remember, okay, so what I can tell you is that I don't remember what it was called, what happened to me. But um, I know that my kneecaps were dislocated. Sorry. TMI, sorry. Uh, but I had to get what was kind of, it was kind of cool, actually. I had to get physical therapy to be able to, like, walk properly again. And it was, like, electric shock into my knees. It was crazy. It was a whole thing. Um, but that accident led to not just the knee problems, but I, I didn't even know until years later how badly I had messed up my lower back. And so I've been doing inversion therapy and I know that I can't run. There's no way. And an elliptical even is a little bit too intense because I, I get, a, I'm also an adrenaline junkie. I get adrenaline and I push myself way too hard. It's not necessary. And so I've been shopping for treadmills just so I could walk. And it's so crazy because um, I tuned into the, you have to follow her. I'm obsessed. I'm so hyped. Like it would annoy her <laughs> if she knew how hyped I am. Uh, but you have to follow her at the quietest revolution on Instagram. She goes live in the morning now and I love her so much. So she talks about how foraging like you're okay. So your body stores fat because, you know, back in the day, it needed to do that for famine, right? We, if there were times where there weren't, was no food, we needed fat stores. And so there is a little bit of panic that also gets stored. I mean, obviously, on a molecular level, there's a little bit of, like, anxiety that's in that fat storage as well. Just like, oh, better, better be prepared. And so when you are burning those fat reserves, you're also releasing some of those panic, some of that panic. And she's talking about, I love this. She's talking about, and she, she explains it every time pretty much, um, that she's foraging, you know, and she's telling her body that we're happy, we're healthy, we're getting up, we're moving, and we're looking for food. We're going out and we're foraging for berries. And she's literally walking 10 miles on her walking pad, on her treadmill. And I, I'm just like, I'm so with it. Like, so I actually like activated a $2,000 credit card and I'm like, we're buying this thing. We're going to do it. I'm going to lose some weight. I'm going to put on a waist trainer too. I'm just copying her. Like, um, I'm going to try not to start doing lives. <laughs> I'm not going to do lives. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Cause like that, that it's so genius because when you're you're on the elliptical or you're on any kind of workout thing, you could be watching TV, yeah, but it's hard to stay motivated. But if people are watching you, it's genius. 
Like you've set yourself up for success because you have to hold yourself accountable publicly. (laughs) I just love that so much. And the reason why I've started following her is because she does these really accurate astrological readings every morning. Like it's just a quick little like line or two for each sign. But they really, really help. And I also read my rising and moon. Um, I read my friends, too, because they're just so easy to read and it's so accessible. And she posts them pretty early. Um, Yeah, it's she's and they're accurate as fuck. So follow, follow, follow and watch tune into these lives because they are they're lit. Like she dances and sings and talks about all kinds of tea. Like the tea is piping hot, too. I love her so much. All right. All right. Enough of me being a total like nerd alert. Um, but yeah, do yourself a favor and just fucking follow her. So I wanted to talk about something that was brought to my attention about a month ago. Which is really interesting. Uh, I think it's kind of bogus, but I'm interested in hearing other perspectives as usual. Uh, But I was told that some of the tarot community, and I think this was like more aligned with like TikTok, which I'm not really participating in. Um, I'm tired. I'm too old to like keep up with every new trend. I'm sorry. If I change my mind, I reserve the right to do that. Right now, I'm busy, um, but I, I could have been Instagram, too. Anyway, um, it was about a month ago, and someone told me that some of the tarot community was all aligning, um, and it was circulating around about the Smithwaite version of the devil card being anti-Semitic. And I wanted to address this with a little bit of history because this is this has to be wildly inaccurate. Like this has to be just fabricated. After like baby witches hex the moon, I don't trust any witches, and neither should you. You should research everything wildly. Um, so it's no secret that you know Jews have been illustrated with horns since the Middle Ages, and there there's plenty of literature literature on this and the, the history of it. You know, you can study how this oppressive depiction started through the Christian church in the 11th century. Um, there's a book called The Devil Never, the Devil That Never Dies by Daniel Jonah Goldhagen. Um, that's a terrifying examination. And you can tune into lectures. Um, Dr. Brian Kaplan, David Hirsch. Like, there's no doubt that these illustrations were meant to convince people that the Jews were out to take over the world in the name of evil. And there's really no way to argue that that is anti-Semitic. However, the history I want to discuss has nothing to do with that literature. It's actually the focus is here for me is about how this card was actually fabricated, where it came from, how it came to be, etc. So first of all, let's start with the Golden Dawn. This is the organization through which Pamela Coleman Smith the illustrator of the Smithwaite slash Rider Waite deck, uh, and the, the author, Arthur Waite, <laughs> uh, that's where they met in the first place. And this was officially a secret society in London, and it was meant to conceal and protect the mysteries of the old ways, uh, you know, of, of the occult specifically. Um, and it was founded by three Freemasons. So generally speaking, in my opinion, it's a sect of the Freemasons. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it is a kind of like subsect sort of of the Freemasons. 
Um, you know, its formal name of the Golden Dawn is the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. I'm just taking a sip of some like coffee. Drink some water. Don't be like me. Drink water instead of coffee. So the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn is its formal title. And the term Hermetic, first of all, uh, there's a part of there's a part of it that is just about something being complete, being made kind of like there are no openings. So basically, like you can't get in. <laughs> it's sealed. It is completely sealed. Um, and there's a part of it of this of this uh, organization called the First Order. I would say part of its teachings is a better way to put that. Um, and the First Order teaches the philosophies of Hermetic Kabbalah or Kabbalah. It doesn't matter like how you pronounce that word in today's age. As long as we know what you're talking about, and this is something I say all the time, if you mispronounce a word and someone corrects you, let them correct you. It doesn't fucking matter. You obviously learn this because you're a smartass and you learn from reading books, Okay. But back to the First Order, like teaching the philosophies of the Hermetic Kabbalah. Um, and Kabbalah, or Kabbalah, uh, it's an ancient t- Jewish tradition of mystical interpretation of the Bible, specifically the Old Testament. And by mystical, like that means magical, okay? It's a cult. It's a cult. Um, it's not just the Old Testament. It's other occult documents as well. Um, and so first transmitted orally and then using esoteric methods, including ciphers, um, and spells, magic. Okay. So this is a tradition that still continues in Hasidism, which is Orthodox Jew, Jewish practice. If I may crudely describe it after living in New York city for a long time, I have a, a, a vague understanding. (laughs) Um, But yeah, in a nutshell, the Golden Dawn is a Hasidic tradition and practice. And if you're a member of this group, like through and through, it is, you know, it has like Hasidic roots. Um, So I'm curious how someone could ever say that any card from the Smithweight deck could be anti-Semitic. Um, because they were very much involved in that organization. And the the idea was to further the teachings and kind of also create something that aligns with that to divinate with, which they 100% succeeded on doing because almost every deck for over 100 years has been based off of that deck, and there is a reason for that, okay? Um so I'm curious, like, how anyone could ever say it could be anti-Semitic, but especially the devil card, uh, because this this card has only one piece of Jewish symbolism, to my knowledge, and it's the devil, yes, who is giving this, like, Vulcan salute from, like, the thing from Star Trek. What's, what's at, what, that is actually a, a Jewish blessing. So if it's evil, why would a, why would a blessing be depicted? And if it's like the Jewish people are evil. I just, I don't, I don't understand that. But if someone wants to explain it to me, I am here for it. Okay. 
but I can say when Pamela and Arthur were vibing out how this deck would be, they knew it was crucial to represent as many occult and religious pathways and practices as possible throughout. So like you'll see stuff from Christianity, you'll see some some glyphs from astrology, you'll see some um, Egyptian connotations. There's there's a little bit of everything. Um, if you really look through this deck, you can see Kabbalistic sigils and totems throughout as well, but none to speak of on the devil card aside from that salute, the, the Jewish blessing that, that he's raising up with his hands. Um, I don't get it. I don't get it. There's a wealth of depth and meaning in this card, too, uh, that I feel like you have clearly missed if you're saying that evil is all this card brings to you. So I urge you to take more time with your cards before claiming something that wild. Uh, your relationship to the tarot, no matter your understanding of its history or anything else, and no matter what deck you're using, it's going to take time to build on. And that's okay. Give yourself a little more time before you just start throwing out some wild accusations. Um, because, you know, it's better to just wrap your head around the fact that you will always be developing your understanding in your craft. Um, and that's actually a gift. Remember that. It's a favor the universe has done for you, not a disservice. Be grateful. You know, it's an opportunity to better yourself. And, you know, honestly, wouldn't it be boring if it just never, if you like could learn it all? I don't know. That's how I feel about any occult practice. I love that I'll never get to the bottom. It's bottomless. It's infinite. It, the information available never ends. I love that. It makes me so happy. All right, so we're going to talk about this full moon, this bad bitch, this Leo full moon happening as at the time of posting this video. I mean, podcast. I know what I'm doing here. I know I'm a woman who knows what she's about, and I'm making a podcast. <laughs> Maybe someone can just send me a reminder once in a while, like, what is my name? Where do I live? Because clearly... <laughs> I can't keep track of even the, the project I have in front of me. Okay, sorry. So a little little tangent. But like this full moon has that type of energy around it. The Leo full moon will make you feel scattered and like you have a thousand ideas and frustrated because you don't know what to do about any of them. Okay, so Leo is a sign that struggles with ego, operations of ego. And, you know, the moon is about emotions and it's going to bring up a lot of stuff about ego right now. Um, you're going to have a lot of ambition because a fire is, uh, Leo's a fire sign. Fire signs are always thinking of, you know, what to do next? What's exciting? Like what is going to be the coolest thing to do next? And so you're going to feel frustrated though because of the conflicts around the other transits that are taking place. Like, so Jupiter is staying close but Mars is going to probably bring on some not so fun, uh, like just conflict. I mean, it's the god of war, so it's going to bring on some frustrations. Um, also, like testy vibes. Like you're going to be a little bit moody. Trust me, Mars is my ruling planet. I know all about Mars. <laughs> I'm two degrees Aries too. So, I yeah yeah yeah. So. There's going to be a lot of uh, activity, especially for Taurus, Scorpio, and Aquarius. So if you're any of those sun signs, 
I definitely recommend um, either getting an astrology reading, a tarot reading, at least read your horoscopes because there's a lot of activity for you, but it's going to affect everybody. Um, you know, Scorpio is going to be affected career-wise. Aquarius is going to be affected with relationships. Um, you know, I feel like let's talk about the Scorpio relationship thing. Um, there's good stuff going on career-wise for Scorpio. I'm not going to read all the signs. Sorry, I'm not an astrologer, but I do I do care about the transits a big like a lot. I do. Um, the the thing about Scorpio, your one of your ruling planets is also Mars. You have Pluto and Mars, and so Mars is actually going to throw some shade your ways. Like it's going to be like uh, calling you out on your own bullshit. <laughs> and it's good. It's good for you. Um, you know, just try not to react in an angry way because that's going to be, that's definitely going to be the emotion. Um, you're going to feel like you want your temper to just let your freak flag fly and you have to really reel it in. Um, so you want to make sure you're not doing anything like too spontaneous. Um, stay really calm and trust that, the right people are being drawn to you because you're maintaining this higher vibration. I feel like for Scorpios especially, it's this is going to be a very easy time to push people away. And, you know, I'm an Aries. I know all about it. I do it all the time. It's okay. But we're not going to do that, okay? That's not that's not the look. It's just not that's not cute, is it? No. Um, I think is I think this is going to be the most difficult for Scorpio, which is why I'm taking a minute to sort of highlight it. Like it's that temper for me, sis. The this full moon is going to have a lot of emotions. Like I, if you were feeling it earlier, um, like me, you might have found yourself tearing up a little bit over a couple of you know maybe awkward relationships, or um, maybe you've been dealing with a lot of family stuff. Maybe you have money stress. There's tons of different reasons to be feeling emotional, and it's January, so maybe you didn't get your, you know, your measly $600. I'm not even going to get started. <laughs> I'm not even going to get started. Oh, man. I hate this fucking country sometimes. Like, what are we paying taxes for? Where is my money? <laughs> I can't get started. I can't get started. We're going to definitely be talking about more political stuff, you know, in the future. Um, just because of the nature, that's the nature of this country and where we are right now. Like, it can't be avoided. This is the this is what's on everyone's minds. This is what's on my mind. This is what my voice wants to do. This is my throat chakra and where that's at. And like a lot of other people, too. If I'm going to be interviewing voices of color, I just expect it. But we do have an episode coming up. Um, we're going to talk about astrology with Demetrius Bagley next month. Um, and also we're going to talk to a shaman, um, uh, who is basically going to explain why the QAnon shaman is really dangerous, not just to himself and, and not just disrespectful. Like, yes, that is true. He's colonizing a practice. He has no business pretending to be he's impersonating a shaman that's literally what he's doing and so next week i'm recording with david she he's the author of north asian magic spellcraft from manchuria mongolia and siberia um we're not going to talk about this book next week because 
at like every single author I've ever known. He's like, oh, I've learned so much more since I wrote that book, so now it's embarrassing. Every author I've ever known has said that, especially in this practice. This is what I'm talking about, Mystic Witches. I am saying, like, there is never, you never stop learning, ever, ever, ever. Anyway, so he uh, he's going to explain, like, the dangers of, like, how not only has this QAnon shaman who's impersonating a shaman Because you cannot self-initiate in any practice in the history of time. Um, Bullshit. 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 Um, You can't. You can't do it. And so he's full of shit. Um, Why he's cursed. He is cursed in several different ways. Uh, We're going to look at it from a North Asian magic perspective. uh, But indigenous practice, you know, also would agree. And I've, I've definitely talked to some people that are Diné. Who are like, just like, whoa, this dude is in trouble. But any of his clients, they're in trouble too. And that is scary. And this is why you need to, you need to do your research before you book any practitioner. Read their reviews. I mean, like, you need to, you need to make sure, like, it's always best to get a referral from a person who who you trust. That's the best way. But you always need to, like, read their reviews, make sure that they have a picture that's from this fucking century, Uh, you know, make sure that they're on the up and up. And, like, it's always best to know as much as you can about what kind of person they are. Because are you going to go to someone who you know who sells curses if you want to attract romance? If, like, their main thing is to, you know... You get what I'm saying here? Like, make sure that it aligns with the work that you're doing, the path that you're on, you know? So anyway, yeah, we're going to talk about that. And uh, I'm really excited to be back. I miss you so much. I promise not to be a stranger again for too long. And I I do have to say, like, I promised y'all a long time ago that I wasn't going to do what all the other podcasts do, which is just drop off the face of the earth. Um, but life really came at me sideways. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't have predicted a global crisis. And I know a lot of astrologers are saying that they did, but they did not. They did not predict this. Um, this was not a precedented thing. This was, uh, you know, it wasn't a predestined event. And uh, yeah, we saw signals and signs, but I don't, I don't buy it. I didn't see it. I didn't see it, so I don't believe it. You did something. You did something weird. You different. <laughs> so yeah, I uh, I think that's pretty much everything. Uh, I did want to touch on the full moon. This one's going to be kind of a doozy. It's an intense year, astrologically speaking. I've been looking at the transits coming up. Um, it's not like super eventful, but the transits that do take place are extreme in and of themselves. And what they're like, working with on that same day or what else is going on around them um so we're we are going to be talking about astrology a lot this year i have quite a few astrologers lined up already to talk to um so you don't have to worry about that i'm gonna i'm gonna have you covered at least for the major ones anything that i can i promise to um yeah and i i told you a long time ago too like I'm not going to make promises that this is going to be weekly, bi-weekly, monthly. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't I'm I just got back. Let me figure it out, but I'm aiming for 
bi-weekly at least. Um, you know, I, I can't be on a schedule right now. And I uh, hope you can understand that. You know, luckily, I'm on like every major platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, you know, I mean, there's I'm on like 10 platforms. So you name it, I'm probably on it. So, uh, yeah, you shouldn't have any issues with, like, getting notifications when there's a new episode if you just check in once in a while. Oh, and I guess, you know, if you're not already following the Instagram account, it was super fun before because I would, like, ahead of the shows, I would, like, give little audio samples of the show, pictures of the guests, which you don't get to see what they look like on the podcast, but... Um, if you tune into the Instagram, you get a preview of like what they look like, what their practice looks like. So it was cool before, but I'm going to be doing a lot more stuff actively with the Mystic Witch um, Instagram. So you should follow us there at Mystic Witch Podcast. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot more interactive. I'm going to be doing more lives on there. I'm going to be sharing more content on there and uh, maybe maybe fun videos and voices. <laughs> I really, really missed you all so, 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 so much. I can't wait to talk to you again in a couple weeks. And in the meantime, stay mystic, witches. Yeah! <laughs> Be sure to subscribe to Mystic Witch on any of your favorite platforms. And you can show your support by contributing monthly at anchor.fm or on our Patreon page. Follow us on social media to hear exclusive audio clips from our guests at Mystic Witch Podcast. <laughs>